to head on goal, and Jordan Morris has done it. Appealing in vain for offside, the Chicago Fire defenders. Jordan Morris from the doorstep saves the day for the Sounders. the other way. Look who's running hard after defensively. Wayne Rooney, the net is empty. Big collision by the captain. That is unbelievable effort. Rooney putting one up. Bacosta. Hello and welcome to the Stateside Soccer Show. My name is Jordan, and with me, as always, is Logan. How are you today, Logan? I'm doing well, Jordan. I, uh, I'm off work, so it's a Thursday that we're recording this. Tomorrow's Friday. Friday Eve is always my favorite day um, of the week. We I, call it Friday I, Junior I at work. Uh, that's a good one. Yeah. 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 Thursdays, t- Fridays are really like uh, a non-factor for us typically because we get off at three o'clock what? Um, on Fridays. Yeah. Um, so I work for a company that they're Adventist and Adventist have to be home for the Sabbath uh, at a certain oh. time. So yeah, they can't be out. Um, Looks like I'm going to be doing some research on my next job. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan's like, oh, I'm just well, kidding. No, no, no. I work now. from home Friday. So I feel like I'm very excited for, for tomorrow uh, as well. Well, the life of working from home. That'd be interesting to know. Like, I, I know there's a big thing going around right now. Like, it's it's kind of, we're in a weird, tra- I was just listening to this on TikTok. Like, we're in a weird transition of people working at home. And I do start, I, I'm starting to wonder how much time is spent at home now for, like, even people that work in soccer. It'd be interesting to know if, you know, some people that are writing and, and doing stories, I'm assuming if they're not at the stadium, maybe they're remote working from home. That'd be interesting to kind of. I don't know. Topics galore, Jordan. There's so many topics we could get into. Um, yeah, rocking my, rocking my new union kit I, I got for it. Christmas. It looks so good. It does. I, I like it not having the crest and just having the, the snake embroidered on there. I think that looks cool. Um, I can't wait to see what the home kit's going to be revealed of. And just to plug this ahead of time, last year we did something that went very, very well, which was grading the MLS kits for the new the new kits. We're bringing that back again this year. So whenever we get to, uh, well, probably in the next month, because the season's going to be kicking off in a month. So uh, sometime in the next month here, once they reveal all these kits, which that is our biggest bone to pick with them, is how they kind of uh, are so quiet on when this stuff is going to drop. And then we'll have like a whole week of teams just randomly dropping stuff at random times. But then we'll get together, Logan and I, and we'll have a fun podcast where we'll do that and maybe maybe we go live for that i i I believe last year we did not put that on the podcast feed because it's not very um audio friendly so it it will be exclusive to the youtube and to goals tv where we are also currently broadcasting our episodes so make sure you check that out if you are a fan of 
soccer. It's like a YouTube just for soccer. And there's lots of great creators over there working on stuff. Um, you're also able to like produce articles, which I had my first one on there about a month ago when, when the U S open stuff was breaking, I put my first thoughts and kind of did some analysis, uh, over there, but yeah, I'm really excited to, uh, get to that fun episode that we're going to be doing later. We have a fun one today too, uh, which is our MLS Mount Rushmore's and who belongs. Uh, so before we do that real quick, I just wanted to state, Stateside Soccer Show is part of the Log Jam Media Podcast Network, where we have a plethora of other podcasts detailing, uh, you know, Star Wars with our Pod Awakens podcast, uh, to the Infinity Saga and Beyond, where we talk Marvel. Uh, not just MCU, we also have um, comic book talk over there. Elseworlds, our DC fan podcast, and we also have some really cool stuff coming on the Log Jam Media uh, YouTube channel that we're going to be publishing some stuff on too and of course films for the very first time which is a fun podcast where we explore films well for the very first time all right uh let's dive into our mount rushmore's logan and kind of discuss uh what our criteria was because uh again we were just talking off air I'm, I'm not really sure on how you did it but i i set four criteria that I made because you know this kind of came up a lot where people were putting up some interesting names. So we'll read the ones we got on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and all that uh, at the end of the show. But I made four criteria and I didn't publish this ahead of time or anything because it's my own personal criteria I made because I do think it can get very difficult if you don't have criteria, right? Are you throwing general managers up there? Are you throwing coaches up there? What are you weighing, right? So for me, criteria number one, I prioritized more recent seasons when it came to comparing MLS Cup wins. So uh, what I mean by that is I know some people will have probably players from those early DC teams that won like three MLS Cups very early on. I, I don't, spoiler alert, just because the quality of play has risen more. So I'm kind of putting more emphasis on more recent times, but that's not to say that these are all players currently playing because criteria number two players have to be retired to be in my Mount Rushmore. So that is what I have deemed on my criteria criteria. Number three, I am mostly stats driven, not counting off the field contributions. I know people would look at people like David Beckham, Lionel Messi, more Beckham because he's retired. So, uh, spoiler alert. I do not have David Beckham on my Mount Rushmore because I I'm, I'm focusing on, on the field contributions and stats Four. Only players, no coaches or general managers is the criteria I have for myself. So, those are my four criteria, and that's what I set to. Because, you know, when we were talking about this concept, we were saying, like, there's so many ways you can go with this, right? There's so many ways. And we, I see some of the ones that people commented, so I'm very excited to dive into that because... Um, some people did not follow my criteria and that's fine because I feel like this is such a subjective 
concept, right? And that's why it's so fun. But Logan, did you have any criteria like I had when you were making your list? Yeah, so I took it a, like a, a different approach, right? So I, I was thinking about Mount Rushmore in and of itself, right? And it's got four of our uh, former presidents on it, and uh, they're they're big pieces um, that you know kind of lay the foundation, right, for the country. And it's going to be so that's kind of where I took my MLS uh, Mount Rushmore. Is I took this to to think, okay, how can we how can we think about Mount Rushmore as far as MLS is concerned? And I thought more about now these players are retired. That was definitely one criteria I have. I don't really believe in putting a, a current player in because it, it's really hard to kind of factor how their career went and really kind of encompass everything that's happening. Now I think Lionel Messi in a couple of years is one that maybe people start to put into their own Mount Rushmore. Um, which is wild to think that he could possibly be on it. But I chose players, Jordan, that uh, and and I want to say that had a, a bigger impact than just on the field, right? So I went in a different route. It's not it's a little less about stats and titles. One, it's more about kind of the impact and the the, the uniqueness of the player and just what they really mean to uh, a particular player that would have been watching this. And mine are a little bit more recent, um, just because I've got memories somewhat of some of these players playing in the league. Um, whereas I know yours might be a little bit different or somebody else's might be a little different. I know I was reading through some of the comments and some of them were naming players from when MLS first started. So right. uh, that's a little tougher for me just because I haven't been around the league. Um, so this is a little bit more current, but these are players that I think Jordan laid the foundation for MLS or people that are going through MLS now. And I'll kind of explain what that means uh, a little bit as we get into the players about laying the groundwork for the players going forward. Interesting. Yeah. So I think this is, I think this is good that we have different sets of criteria. Cause I think this is going to give us some different lists. Um, now ahead of time, I know your list because I yeah. had to make a graphic. Do you know mine? It's in the notes. I didn't know if you looked at it. I didn't look at the notes. Okay. So I'm, I'm kind of excited because I, okay. I kind of left it for a surprise. I'm All really right. excited to see what you pick. Well, I'll go first. And I don't have these in any particular order. So, like, I didn't, like, because the presidents are not really in any order on, on Mount Rushmore. So, I'm just going to say one that I think is an obvious, and it's my favorite player of all time. It's Landon Donovan. Um, here's why. Five MLS Cup wins. He's got two from San Jose in 01 and 03. He's got four with LA Galaxy, and he is the most winning uh, player of all time. Actually, that's six MLS Cups, isn't it? Did I just do the math wrong? Hold on. I think I did the math wrong. Um, one, you two, said MLS titles, right? Yeah, so he's got six. Yeah, six I had that wrong. Yeah. Okay. I had five There's written six. down. Uh, okay, six. He's the winning, the most winning player of all time when it comes to MLS Cups. Four with LA Galaxy, 05, 11, 12, and 14. Part of that LA Galaxy um, dynasty in the uh, you know, 11, 12, 13, 14 era of MLS. He has two supporter shields, two with LA in 10 and 11. An Open Cup in 2005. He's got 145 goals, and he is the all-time assist leader with 136 assists. So if even people wanted to try to say that he is not 
you know, there, there's always these debates about best American player. People will say Clint, people will say Landon. I know people usually put Clint higher because he went overseas and stuff. But for me, I, I, I always still think of Landon as the goat when it comes to us soccer. And, um, I love, I love Dempsey, but I always kind of put, uh, Landon above him. And I think that, uh, I mean, just the the titles in MLS and stuff. And again, we're kind of focusing, this is an MLS Mount Rushmore, not a U.S. soccer Mount Rushmore. So we're not focusing on U.S. soccer achievements or anything like that. But um, on the field, there you go. If you wanted to include any off the field stuff, just the kind of fact that he stayed in MLS for most of his career and kind of helped legitimize that a little bit more, you could go with that. But my criteria was on the field. So I have Land and Donovan as the first one that came to mind when I was making this list and we're going to alternate here. So Logan, I'm going to open the floor up to you. And I think what we should do is if you have the same player, let's just knock it out. Now, if you don't have the same player, then, you know, you just say another player, but uh, I'm going to cede the floor to you. Yeah. So I'm going to go with Landon Donovan too. Uh, when I think about the league, um, seriously, when I think about MLS, I think of the old logo with the cleat. I think about, and Jordan and I were texting about this, like when I think that logo, I immediately think Landon Donovan. My next door neighbor uh, was was a huge soccer fan. And when MLS was really just kind of a newborn, um, it, it, it felt uh, he was really on the bandwagon. And people knew who Landon Donovan was if they were watching U.S. soccer because of MLS. And I think that's really special, right? And I know we're not talking about uh, country as much, but it's still, it really is. I, I think that he he pretty much kept the league afloat when it needed to be. Um, and I think there were there were moments that he had in this league um, that are just special. And like you said, to have the kind of magnitude of career that he had on and off the field, to be able to stay around MLS and really just kind of be this, I guess, ambassador for the league and still be totally ingrained in the league. And then even in the lower leagues in the United States, he's really helped. And it's kind of put these players on maps um, in and amongst uh, the MLS. And so, I, you know, I think it's just special. And the fact that the MVP trophy is named after a specific someone like that, that person I think belongs on every Mount Rushmore is if they get a, a trophy named after them, then that player was probably pretty special and in the eyes of fans, probably one of the most uh, successful players that's ever played in the league. So yeah, I a hundred percent agree with you on Landon Donovan. Um, just watching highlights of him too. Uh, Jordan, I, I, I was, a, I'm sad that I never got to watch him play really. Like I, I think there was maybe one or two games maybe that were on and I've watched Landon play in MLS. Um, but really I've, I, I watched Landon play through the United States and um just the talent, the, the, the warrior like mentality that he seemed to always have uh, to play on the big spotlight, the biggest stage um, to play with those quakes teams that weren't as well known. Um, again, I, I really do. I think that this was, this is a good start because I feel like Landon's probably on a lot of people's list if they really think hard about MLS. Yeah. I think he's the gimme, right? That's why I started yeah. with him. It's like the um, Michael Jordan. Like, yeah, yeah. You gotta have him on there. You gotta have that. I don't know what to tell you. Um, yeah, no, I mean, he, uh, uh, he is just, uh, he was an inspiration to me when it comes to, to soccer. And I mean, those early 2010s, uh, galaxy teams with him, Beckham and Robbie Keane were just so dominant. And he was a, he was a big part of that. I mean, he was an assist leader 
in the league like three of those years and uh, won an MVP. Um, it is funny it's named after him because we've already talked about before. There's only one player that's won it twice, and it's Precky, and and it's not named after him. But you know, because Landon Donovan had such a bigger impact on the league, so that uh, is just what it is. Okay, so for my second one here is another gimme. I feel like, and I think the the next two after this are where we're going to differ. Because I, well, because one, because I saw your list. So I know, <laughs> so I know that. But, um, so we're going to get this out of the way now. But I, I have Chris Wondolowski as my number two here. Uh, again, the order doesn't really matter. But he's got 171 goals, which is the most ever. He's got two supporter shields with, uh, with San Jose in 05 and 12. He's got two MLS Cups with Houston, 06 and 07. Now, he wasn't a big factor in those games. He wasn't a big player then. But those are trophies he won, so I still included that. But really, the trophies didn't matter in this. It, for me, it was the goal-scoring record. And just, I mean, w- when you look at it, too, it's not just he played a long time and scored a lot. He was a late bloomer, and we've talked about this with Wando before, where those teams where he was on Houston in 06 and 07 after they moved from San Jose and before San Jose got a franchise again that then they went back to, he was barely getting minutes, barely scoring goals in those teams, really. like Let me see if I can find um, his stats from those years. But what made him so amazing is how late he uh kind of kicked on and then was scoring and winning like golden boots and just being like a high you know a high level player for so long uh so okay that those supporter shields and mls cups i mentioned that he won he had a total of seven starts during those times seven Played more games than that. But his his biggest run in 07 was 307 minutes played. One goal. He had two goals. Out of those hooks, this is where it gets crazy. Out of the 171 goals scored by Chris Wondolowski, in the first one, two, three, four, four years of his career, he had two. Two goals. Before 2010, so if we went, that, that's his 20, it's 2009 is his 26 age year old, 26 year old season. Like how old he was. He had seven of the 170 some goals he's going to score. 2010 is when that all changes. 18, 16, 27 in 2012 when he tied the record with Roy Lasseter. 11, 14, 16, 12, 13, 10, 15, 7, 5. You know, when he's playing on at 37 and 38 years old. So what is amazing about him is that, yes, he has the titles, right? He didn't really factor into those. But when it comes to... When he was blooming late, 
He was the face of a franchise with the Quakes, and he now holds the all-time goal-scoring record, which I don't know will ever be beaten just because so many players leave from here to go overseas. So that that's just pretty amazing. I mean, feel like I feel like if we looked back and we were doing the podcast from 2005 to 2009 when he has seven goals in like five seasons, we'd probably be saying it's time to move on, right? Like it's time to move on. He's not, he's not cutting it. And here he comes and just starts putting it together. It's totally amazing. Um, what he's done. So, uh, yeah, I have Chris Wondolowski here. Yeah. And I, as well, um, (laughs) if it, if you weren't shocked by the, spoiler but yeah wando again there's not many people jordan in any league ever that score 171 goals so to do it um at the clip in which he did it and uh like you said in a a late kind of bloom um for wando is it's simply amazing like i'm glad that i got to watch the end of it because again like i said with landon it really is a shame that i never really got to watch him play mls games meaningful mls games and i and you could argue that i never really got to see wando play many meaningful games cuz they were with the quakes in the last, yeah, yeah. you know last couple of years but um to to truly watch somebody and again this is another person that really came onto the scene for me when <laughs> and people are always going to talk about it when he missed that goal right um which you know that's it's an impossible shot um then a fact that it just didn't work out for him um but again i think people talked about him then so i knew who he was um and i knew that he played in mls and obviously mls uh, back then people just kind of shunned um but now that you know now that i'm a big fan of the league and having watched him play uh you just look at his career jordan five-time all-star uh three-time best 11 selection named the league mvp in 2012 yeah um two golden yeah. And to carry a team that Jordan has been pretty stinky lately, um, you know, the, the fact that he was able to, and he was so gritty. That's another thing that I really liked about these players that I have on my list yeah. is they all were very gritty players. Um, people that they weren't going to shy away from a challenge um, to score 171 goals. Again, is, is just a true testament to how good and how skillful he was. He could do it from all sorts of different areas in and around the box. He was great at finishing. Um, and we probably won't see another person like that or anywhere close to that because of how special it is that he came into this league as a supplemental draft pick and stayed around all the way throughout his career. I mean, we don't, we probably will never see that again in MLS just because of the way that the leagues work out now. So yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm totally impressed with, with Wondolowski. I think if you're looking for goal scorers, so you've got Landon, who's just the all around complete player. I think if you're looking for goal scoring, you're not going to find anybody better than Chris. And I think he's laid foundation for strikers in this league. I think there's a lot of kids growing up that are your age and my age that, um, you know, and below that really liked watching him play. Um, and, you know, when we were kids, I'm sure that there were, you know, there's 25, 30 year olds out there that they style their game after Chris. So, um, yeah, no, I love it. And I still think that one of the best things that I've ever seen was when he joins the stands. Yeah. Um, a quick fan because it was, it was a cool moment. And I love watching those highlights when he does that. So, I mean, also, he's in the San Jose Hall of Fame. Yeah. Just San Jose uh, sports. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like, so he meant something. He transcended his club team and kind of got, I mean, I don't know what other sports San Jose has hockey, right? So, hockey, I mean, like, uh, yeah. And they're know. good, though. They yeah. were good for a while. So, 
he was well known in, in his area and and yeah I, wait, that's what you said though when, when i'm looking at my list of players not to spoil anything it's kind of similar to what i want the league to be in the future and what i mean by that is you know top goal scorers top appearance makers you know stuff like that where you can have a whole career in this league because that's what we need going forward at some point. At some point, we're going to need these players to just want to play in MLS. Um, as much as U.S. soccer fans don't want to hear that, you know, when we have baseball players playing in T-ball, their dream is Major League Baseball, you know, not the Dutch Baseball League. And that's what we need here. At some point, we need these soccer players that are growing up to be like, I want to play for my local team. Um, so there you go. Okay. So I'm going to share my third one here. And it is a player that I don't know if people can guess this right off the top of their head, but he is the all time, all time appearance uh, leader, all time games played. He also has the all-time shutouts. I'm talking about a two-time MLS Cup winner, two Supporter Shield wins, played in a CONCACAF Champions League final. I got Nick Raimondo here as, as one of them. And I felt like when you play that many games and you're that consistent, he's probably one of the best goalkeepers the league has ever seen, not just because of how many games he's played, but like stopping penalties was a specialty of Nick Raimondo. You know, he won a MLS Cup with DC in 04. He won an MLS Cup in 09 with RSL. He won a Supporter Shield in 06 with DC. He won a Supporter Shield in 01 with Miami Fusion before they got defunct. He was an MLS MVP, uh, MLS Cup MVP, sorry, 2009 when they won against LA Galaxy and kind of stopped. I mean, Landon Donovan would have seven MLS Cup wins if it wasn't for Nick Ormondo, right? Uh, he is an all-star. It's been one, two, three, four, five, six times. And he won save of the year three times. So I have, uh, Nick Romano. And by the way, those all-time games played, I'm going to give you those numbers. 514. Are we getting close to that anytime soon? I doubt it. 154 shutouts. Just amazing. Uh, and he played for so long. I mean, the league started in 96. He's playing in 2000. The year's five, four years old when he's playing, and he retired in 2019, you know, which is only five years ago. So uh, it's crazy. Uh, and I think he liked or retweeted one of our tweets when we were in Salt Lake, too. So uh, that's a bonus that gets him, <laughs> gets him on the Mount Rushmore. But I have Nick Romando uh, on it. He's the reason we get scarves. Um, no. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, I know that there were some people that I'd read there at Mount Rushmore's. I think one of the extra time guys chose Nick or two of them did, or it was the consensus one. I can't remember which one it was. I think somebody in our mentions did too. I think we'll get to, but, um, but yeah, no, that's a, that's a really good one. Cause I think that, uh, cause I, I feel kind of bad that I didn't go after goalkeepers or defenders. Um, I feel like, you know, I, I've, I leaned all attack. Um, but again, I think attack's just so exciting, but uh, that's a good choice. So, all right, third up on my list, uh, I'm going to go with 
Terry Henry. Um, and some people I think will be like, wait, what? Um, but I, I just think that the, the magnitude in which he, co- I mean, he comes over um, as a, a decorated player um, from the European system. And I think having such success over there, it was one of those things, Jordan, where, like I said, laying the foundation, I, I think there's two players that were instrumental in laying the foundation for big time players coming to MLS, being the big ticketed item and succeeding and thriving in a league that was brand new, that was still trying to find its footing, that was transitioning from what it was to what it used to be to now. Um, I think Thierry is just right there in that transition period. I think right around 2009 was when he started with the Red Bulls, um, 2010-ish, and really came onto the scene and and Jordan had 51 goals and 42 assists, uh, the ultimate creator. Some of his highlights are the most spectacular plays that you'll see. Um, in football, if you go across the leagues, uh, the ability to create, the ability to carry that Red Bull team when he had Bradley Wright Phillips there with him. Um, and it just, it seems like, Jordan, that the Red Bull, it, it's sad because, like, I read about this and I watch these highlights and I read about Thierry Henry and I talk, you know, about him being on Mount Rushmore and how good Red Bull were and how great they've really been as far as a success story. But then the last, you know, five or six years, it seems, they've really just kind of taken a dive. And especially over the last couple of years when we've started covering, they've just not been the same. But I, I tell you, Thierry Henry really did, I think, was instrumental in, in bringing a lot of these players over because some of these players that are over here now were people that grew up watching Thierry Henry and they were in their prime getting ready to start high school or get into college or starting those youth academy teams across uh, the pond. I think watching Thierry play is just it is he's one of the most fascinating players i think that's ever played mls um i think he's got good roots in mls as well like he's laid, he just like landon i think he's laid some nice roots and some foundation because he'll talk positively about mls became and a how coach. good the league right played and, and was also a coach um and again i think just enjoyed tremendous success and really put red bulls on the map like red bulls became a huge thing and I think really took off once he really started to kind of have those integral parts and in playing on those teams. And now they're across in, in Europe and playing well um, in other leagues. But I, I don't know. I, I feel like Terry, it, it's hard to kind of pass him up if we're talking about some of the best talents that's come over um, from teams that were beloved over in Europe as well. Those were some fun years. Uh, I know people are probably going to say like, man, it's gotten so much better. But okay, but... <laughs> The, that 2010 2014 time where you have yeah. Terry at Red Bulls with like Tim Cahill and, uh, you know, players of that caliber. And then you have LA Galaxy fielding Robbie Keane, Beckham, and Landon Donovan. And then you have the dark horse of Chris Wondolowski's earthquakes during that time. I mean, they were some fun, fun, crazy you know, matchups uh, back then. Mm-hmm. You, like Red Bull LA Galaxy would have been a fun matchup back then. And you're like, man, this is a good game. And DC at that time was playing really well. Uh, yeah, I, for me, I, w- I, I would not have thought to put Andre up there just because of the uh, only four seasons. You're right, though. He had 51 goals. Something I find really funny is that he had 51 goals and 122 appearances. And when he played for France, he had 123 appearances and 51 goals. So uh, almost exact same stats for his national team as Red Bulls. 
but I will say it was a it was a fun time. It's kind of the Red Bulls uh, I miss watching. I'm not saying they have to bring big stars like this all the time, but I I don't know. I feel like they should be more entertaining than they than they have been. Yeah, it's and just reading his stats too is it's wild. Like 14 game winning goals in four years, 11 game winning assists in four years. Uh, he was named, uh, or he was the uh, a finalist. Sorry for that 2012, which I think Wondolowski won. Um, uh, yes. Yep. So <laughs> the Wando's better than even, Terry Henry. I mean, that's all you. That's what we're, I mean, that's what we're saying on this podcast right now. Um, but yeah, I mean, you just go through his list of accolades and like like conference championship for the first time uh, since 2008. He had 13 appearances the postseason. He had one goal and seven assists in those postseason games. Like. The guy was just a baller. Um, and again, I, I'm talking more about foundation. And I, I think European players came for two people because of two people. I really think so. And there's two of them on my list. And that's why I've named Terry as one of them. Right. Chris Wanolowski and Terry. Owen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And they Not saw Landon Donovan world. play in, yeah. in the World Cups. So they're like, yeah, had to go. <laughs> All right. Uh so I guess this brings me to my last my last one here. Um not an American. The whole rest of my list has been Americans. Not an American, but I, I'm I'm choosing somebody that has been a factor at every club they've been to. He's won something at every club he's been to in MLS uh, and kind of was, I'd say the Dax McCarty before where you end up <laughs> being able to fill his name in pretty much at all of these uh, in the immaculate grids because he'd been around a few times he was part of those San Jose Earthquake teams that Landon Donovan was a part of. He was part of the Dynamo teams that uh, that uh, Wanda Lasky was a part of. So I think it's really funny, actually, because I'm looking at his teams and they all kind of relate with each other, uh, you know, a, a bit. So I have the Canadian at one point, was their best player ever, I think you would say. Never got to play in a World Cup. Dwayne DeRosario. And this could be controversial, but again, he's more recent than some of the other names that we'll list later. But I don't know. I mean, he, when you look at his stats, which is what I'm going by, he's got 104 goals. Four-time MLS Cup champ. Two with San Jose, two with Houston a supporter shield with San Jose, an open cup with uh, with uh, DC, that 2013 that Ben Olsen won uh, before he just won the one with Houston. And then, uh, not MLS, but when he was at Toronto, he did win stuff there. He won uh, three, uh, two Canadian championships in 09 and 10. So he played at so many places. He started out in Toronto as a Toronto Lynx member in a uh, in the A-League, which was an older league back in the day. 
He went to the second Bundesliga for two years. He came back and played with the Richmond Kickers. Then he goes to MLS in 01. And this is where his MLS career starts with San Jose, Houston Dynamo, Toronto FC, New York Red Bulls for half a season, DC United, uh, and then back to Toronto FC in 2014. And then he played a little bit of indoor. <laughs> but um, yeah, I had to go Dwayne D. Rosario. He was somebody that I watched a lot and really loved just seeing he was good at every place he went and he there's a reason he kept getting traded around and it was because teams that were in the hunt needed that extra piece they go get Dwayne de rosario um and he kind of brought legitimacy to that dc team that at the time had uh i believe like him and dax switched at like the same exact time like i think there was a trade of ro- revolving around the around the two of them um, Dax McCarty left, uh, the DC in 2011. He got traded to the Red Bulls in 2011. Yeah. So I think then he went from Red Bulls to DC as part of that Dax McCarty trade. Um, but yeah, I mean, he was just a, a good piece for that, uh, DC team. And they were really fun to watch back then under Ben Olsen with Dwayne De Rosario being that attacking midfielder. And yeah, that's who I have as my fourth and final MLS um, Mount Rushmore. That's a fun pick. I have to watch some highlights just because I don't, I'm not familiar with it much at all. <laughs> so I don't know people are like, what the heck you cover MLS? You don't know who that I was like, well, um, that's what happens when you jump late into the game. Um, but yeah, no, that's a, that's a fun pick. I do like that. Uh, Jordan, my last one, I'm going to go with, uh, one that I think some people will be like, eh, well, okay, he could probably have been on mine, but that's not exciting at all. Um, or some people think it'll be the greatest thing in the world. Uh, <laughs> or think he's one of the best players in the world. Uh, I'm going to go with David Beckham. I'm going with Bex, baby. Uh, I, I think besides Landon, I think this league exists in the magnitude it does because of David Beckham. Um, I think bringing him over uh, in 2007, as the Galaxy did, I think really solidified this league as being a league that the premier player wants to play in at some point in their life. And I think we've become that. Um, he's responsible for the greatest player, I think, arguably of all time, um, playing in Miami. Uh, and I know that, you know, you, you were more strict to like not, you know, what they do is maybe as a president of the club or owner of a club, but the fact that David set a foundation for European players to go, you know, when I'm not necessarily in my prime anymore, but I still have a lot to give to teams. I would like to go play in MLS and help this country grow, uh, this league grow, because I think it's an exciting opportunity. And that's what David did. David put a lot of chips in in a basket that I think a lot of people were kind of scratching their head about. I, I think he was one of the first ones to take the dive and really understand that this is a league that has a lot of prospects. And I think he, Ultimately, he solidified us going forward in the next hundred years as being one of the top leagues in the in the world. So, I think you know, in, in decades to come, when we look back, Jordan, I think when we look at players that were instrumental in bringing you know the popularity of the league to the point where you know we're going to start to kind of compete with some of these big leagues. Um, even soccer in the United States grew because of David Beckham, what he did in Manchester United before he came over and he was with Madrid. Like those are 
you know, the things that he did there were special and to be able to bring a player of that caliber over to the United States and then also bring him here. And he has tremendous success. I mean, you're, you're looking at a decorated player, uh, a player that comes over. He's got one MLS title. He's been in multiple MLS finals and three. He's got supporter shield title, supporter shield titles. He's got two of those MLS playoff burst four. Um, he's got 18 regular season goals, five game winners. Uh, he was an assist machine, but ultimately what he did for, for this league, I, I think he would be one that you kind of look at and, and maybe if you're, you're looking at a, a comparable uh, person in other Rushmores, you're looking at guys like, I think, uh, kind of like a Kobe Bryant or a uh, somebody that's, you know, that, that's going to take the team, like a LeBron, like he's going to take that league to the next level and give it what it is. He's the next era, the next big coming. Um and David was that like David in a short amount of time did things that, I mean, ultimately uh, really just kind of grew this league and made it what it is. Um, and I think one of the most exciting players that I'll ever play in MLS, um, we got to see two of the world's best uh, in him and Messi. I, I think that's pretty incredible because not a lot of leagues get to say that uh, we're, we're one of three that probably ever get to say that about PSG gets to say it because they had both. Of them <laughs> they, yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. <laughs> um, PSG is the only one that has anybody. Um, but yeah, no, I, like it's pretty cool, Jordan. When you can look around, that there's four leagues that got to see what Messi, Beckham, and yeah, like those those four. So I think what La Liga, Premier, yeah. No, Premier well, Messi never. Messi. He never. That's right. That's yeah, right. He, he never, never, right. He never did go. So only three uh, leagues. Yeah. So Messi. Yeah. He's yeah. Uh, he's he's dirt. Um, <laughs> But I don't know, Jordan, I feel like Beckham has to be mentioned. He's kind of one of those throw-ins as well. That It's just an easy one. Um, it's just a, an easy throw-in. And I'm pretty sure an honorable mention for many that didn't include him on their own. But this is fun. Like, I, I like this because it's so subjective. Like, I, yeah. I took it much more foundational. You took well, that's, it much why, more... that's why I went more stats. Because I was like, okay, yeah. if, I, if I open it up to off the field, it's like, all right, our list has the same three names. Three, of, yeah. you know, e- even with my stuff, we, we still had two of the same. But, like, yeah. obviously Beckham's on there for what he did of changing the league. We didn't have DPs before Beckham, you know. That right. changed everything. And then if you take into account his ownership stuff where he's bringing in Messi and changing Miami, then you're like, wow, he's really up up the ranks. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so at, at that point, I'm glad we kind of went with different uh, different list ideas or different criteria because uh, otherwise I think we would have had two similar. Um, so here's mine final one here. And then I have uh, yours right here. Beautiful. Love them. I know. I got a bunch of crap uh, this past week for rocking my Terry on Ray Red Bulls kit uh, in the Red Bull yeah, video. Yeah, yeah, you can't do that on. You and can't you, do that. You, you didn't even back me up, man. Well, you know, uh, Jordan, um, <laughs> I don't think I'd ever catch myself wearing an Inter Miami kit unless it's that Dolphin one. <laughs> I'm yeah, totally really. Would. I was I gonna say, I was... I'd wear a ball. I don't give a. I don't care what other people think of me. Like I really don't. Um, no, man. Where would got you that mean? at Ross back in the day, man? Okay, we cover the league. Yeah, right. yeah, I know, I know. We still have our favorite teams. When it comes down to it, I get, like we, we collecting really are, I, kits. Yeah, and do you yes. think I was gonna get beat up in New York wearing no. something else? No, Jordan. I think too is like what uh, what I think you and I are. I think we're pretty good at. I think we're pretty good at being unbiased. I'd say we're probably harder on our teams than we are 
anybody else's teams, uh, maybe besides Chicago. <laughs> Pretty hard with But Sorry, Andrew. Yeah, sorry. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I think we're pretty unbiased. So, um, but yeah, Jordan and I like to collect things. Like I just got a, I don't have it in here with me. I wish I brought it in. I just bought a scarf, a Verde scarf. So that's exciting. It's a really cool Austin scarf. I hadn't had one yet. So I needed to, I'm going to, we're redoing the office. We're deciding soon, like redoing the office and the scarves are going to go in behind me. So oh, cool. I need to start collecting. All That'll of look them. a lot better than your blank wall there. It will. Yeah. This has been a, a blank, a blank space baby. And, yeah. and I'll write, You're gonna your, write your name. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, I have, I have an honorable mention. I only have one. Cause then I'm going to share the rest of those Ooh, honorable mentions fun. through, uh, what people were saying online. And then I've got a question for you at the end too. So my honorable mention is once he's retired, he's going in here. It's going to be Darlington Nagby. I, Oof, I that's, that's what kind of one. this, that's kind of what this whole idea was. I remember when I was watching the MLS cup and I looked at my friend David as we're sitting there, I'm like, Dude, like, Nagby's got four MLS Cups with three different teams. Mm-hmm. He's got to be on the list, right? Because, and, and I don't think you can just say that just because, like, oh, it's four. Because there's people that have more than that. But, again, my criteria is more recent wins. But the fact that he is, like, essential to those runs yeah. for each of those teams. Every team, yep. Portland, he was the guy. Atlanta, he was the guy. Yep. And then columbus he's been the guy and he is instrument it may not reflect as much on the stats when you look at assists and goals but he is like the guy that gets things running for these teams and if you know uh, he is the man and he's been playing for like 13 seasons now this will be his 14th season that's crazy uh and he's constantly you know a, a winner or at least in the hunt uh so that that's who else I would be uh, looking to add once he retired, and that would probably unfortunately remove Dwayne De Rosario at that point. But uh, you know, I, I wanted to uh, keep it right now with uh, retired players, but I think he goes in there once all is said and done. Yeah, these land. I mean, it, like I saw extra time did this. It would be very fun to do but I think you'd run into similar where you'd have similar players, but they did a really fun one. This was back in 2020 when they didn't have anything to write about. So they did a Mount Rushmore thing mm-hmm. um, and they did. So definitely go check it out. If you haven't seen extra time one, they did a whole rundown of every single team's Mount Rushmore. And I was like, that's cool. Cause like, then you can give props to four players that were very deserving and you can usually get the cream of the crop when you pick four of the team's best player, like franchise's best player, especially when the league is this young. Like I feel like, um, so I was reading through one of them. I think Seattle probably had, uh, I think it had Jordan Morris on it, which was a really good shout too. I think eventually he is considered one of those instrumental could, yeah. players in the league. You know what I mean? So um, I think you could even, you can make a lot of arguments for a lot of different people. Like that's the fun about Mount Rushmore's is there are so many players in this league now that I can make arguments for. I think there's, um, there's a question I want to ask you at the end. So I'll kind of leave it because the kind of a little spoiler, but um, so should I go you. ahead and say what the other people said? Yeah, go ahead and say okay. what the other people said, and then we can we can talk about. So uh, we have a follower that interacts with us quite a bit called Since 2010, and their handle is at NoProRel for MLS. And they said Wondolowski, Donovan, Pope, and Ramondo. So they Look just switched that. out Di Rosario for Eddie Pope, who was yeah. a defender for DC United. Uh, RSL and uh, Metro Stars, but he was instrumental in those three MLS Cups for DC from 96 to 99. 
under Bruce Arena. So I know I'd already had my list locked in at this point. And when he said that, I was like, okay, three for four. That's pretty good. Yeah. I like that. Two for four for me too. I like it. Yeah. Uh, then he also said non-players. He would go with Don Garber. Uh, he'd go with Bruce Arena, Phil Anschutz, mm-hmm. and Arthur Blank. You know, Bruce might be one of those people that you put up and have to take down off around Rushmore if you ever find out what he did. <laughs> so. Oh, no. We, I, I mean, we have the four on Mount Rushmore as it is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, That's true. I, I don't know. I, I think, um, yeah, I, I think if you just look at stats and yeah, I think arenas looking, up yeah. there. And uh, if you're looking at, you know, uh, Don Garber, of course, I know people that'd be controversial, but him coming from Man. the nfl and kind of making the things he did for this league this league Oof. what it is it, you yeah. have to look every commissioner is hated um yes. it just is and, and in the history of every Silver commissioner yeah i think adam silver is the one with the highest approval rating yeah and i still see people complain about no, they him bash all him all the time so, because now the in-season tournament and he's greedy yeah and too many games and yeah um yeah, and then we had L.A. is our house that we had on the show a few years ago. They said <laughs> they said Beckham, Donovan, Keane, and Echeverry. So that's three. There you go. There's three that are is that a, from. Is that a galaxy mountain? No, because Echeverry, I don't believe he played for that. No, I, I know he played so. for, uh, for D.C. But um, I know when I was first nice. reading it, when I was first I was like, wait a minute. That's a galaxy mountain. I don't know who Echeverian is. Uh, when I was first reading it, Marco Echeverry, um, when I was first reading it, I was like, oh man, are they going all LA? But no, (laughs) you you could almost do it. So Echeverry was, uh, you know, he had, uh, 36 goals, 69 assists. Nice. Uh, on DC United from 96 to 03, winning three MLS cups. And, uh, he was one that my dad was a, was a big fan of when I was younger. Cause my dad's a DC United fan. Cause we didn't have Philadelphia union back then. And then Vox Pro MLS said Donovan, Giovinco, Carlos Vela, and Hani Mukhtar. And I do think Vela and Mukhtar are possible once they're retired. Um, Giovinco is a really good shout. Giovinco is is a pretty good shout, too. It depends on, look, with how many, it's so hard to do this because there are so many deserving players. players. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, so, so those were the ones on Twitter I did have a funny response on Instagram here. Uh, it was uh, written by Ben Shalito. And uh, he also got one of our trivia questions right a few uh, weeks ago. And this is related. He said, Preki, the only two time MVP winner and three other people is who he would put <laughs> on there. He's not wrong. Preki is a good, a good shout yeah, though too with the two MVPs. One. Yeah. And then uh, I'll share my dad's here. My dad posted one on my personal Facebook. Landon Donovan, uh, Jaime Moreno, Dwayne De Rosario, and Robbie Keane. So he had Dwayne De Rosario as well. Robbie and, Keane's a good one. I feel like he'd be on a lot of people's too. Yeah, for me it was just he was not here long, long enough. enough for me. Yeah. But he'd be um, on a lot of people's because defensive. Yeah. I think a lot of people want to put defenders on there. They would definitely. I have to find uh, Jaime Moreno's. Okay, here we go. I was looking up his stats. But Jaime Moreno played at Middlesbrough 
for a year. And then he played MLS the rest of the time, all at DC United. And then one year at red, at red bulls in the middle of 2003, when they were the Metro stars. But so he's won four MLS cups, all with DC United. He had 133 goals and 59 assists. So even if you wanted to take down Dwayne D Rosario from my list, Jaime Moreno is a, is a real option there that I possibly overlooked. So, at 347 games, it's pretty crazy. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if I had to make an adjustment, maybe that's my adjustment for now. But, yeah, so that's all of the uh, ones we received in our fan polls and fan comments. I will also say before Logan asks me the question he wants to ask me, Go ahead and comment here in Goals TV or YouTube, wherever you're watching. Let us know what your Mount Rushmore would be. Are you heated that Logan put Terry on Ray in there? Then let us know Absolutely. and comment below. Like French <laughs> uh, comment below and uh, let us know. If you are listening audibly, of course, just we'll, we can share more stuff in the next episode as well. If you want to tweet at us, email us, everything is stateside show uh, for the handle. All right, Logan, kicking it over to you for your question. All right, Jordan. Uh, We're building a Mount Rushmore every single season. Looking back and looking forward, 2024, we have to have some blueprints in, right, to build Mount Rushmore 2024. Who are you looking that might be able to put on a Mount Rushmore 2024 season? Who are we looking forward to? And maybe, I guess, compare that off of last season and how they look going from last season into this season. If you were to build a Mount Rushmore right now, right today, and you had to tell people right now, this is what MLS looks like. We're building four faces on there. Who are you putting on the four? So, like, to market the league or, like, who I think is going to be good? Market the league. This is going to be a big billboard. Oh, market the league? Oh, I'm seeing it now. I'm seeing the vision of the billboard. With four MLS players' faces on a Mount Rushmore, <laughs> and it's just like MLS season pass on Apple TV. Um, yeah. I well, obviously Messi's going to be up there. Yeah, and I know people will be like, me. "Boo!" But like, this is not for his career. This is for this year. Obviously, if we're marketing this, if we're saying four faces that we want you to tune in and watch, Messi is is up there. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I think you would put somebody like Hani Mukhtar up there as well. Yeah. I'd like Lucho. I I'd like to say Vela, but we don't know where he's going. Right. Did you put Lucho up there? Is that exciting enough for you? It's exciting for me. I don't know if it's exciting for a for the league. I mean, I I don't know many people that know Mukhtar though either, but what you would want to avoid, right, is it being a pink mountain of just Miami players that are like right. Jordi Alba, <laughs> Luis Suarez, <laughs> and yeah. Messi. There's your Miami R- Rushmore. But, mm. uh, no, I think you could put Lucho up there. And then, I, I don't know, it's, it's so tough because, uh, you know what? I'll say this for the U.S. soccer fans, okay? We're going to put Zach Steffen up there since he's coming back Ooh. to Colorado, and we're going to say, hey, Ooh, U.S. soccer fans one. that want to see how he's doing, tune in and watch MLS season pass and watch those Colorado games because somebody has to. There's a lot of players coming back. Jordan. There are, yeah. <laughs> Colorado's building a good Georgie's team, back. actually. He's back. 
I think Sam Vines is rumored or is yes, coming he is back. coming back. Yeah. So I think the whole Colorado team is going to basically be Cole Bassett's still there. I believe <laughs> they all came back. So <laughs> we're going to just in the future here as well. Uh, next week is supposed to be our report card hmm. for let's do this. And then I'll kick it to you for your billboard um, Rushmore okay. as well. But yeah. just to kind of say while we're on the fly here, I think if we do the report card, stretch it out two weeks, because what we're going to do is we're going to look back at last year and then we're going to look forward at some of the stuff that they've done. I say we do Eastern Conference report card next week, okay. Western Conference report card the week after. Does that sound good? Yeah. Yeah, because I think most of the deals are going to be done. Starting to be done because yeah, going pre-season to pre-season. started today. Yeah. yeah, so most deals should be done, and then we'll catch you up as things go on if any big signings happen. Um, and then we'll, of course, we'll of course do our preview, and I think we'll kind of run through each team and and give a quick little blurb about them again. So yeah, we, yeah, we, we always have fun with those. We always try to change the, the format of that up because we always have fun with the preview, even though it ends up being the most hated or most loved episode. <laughs> Besides the kit, the kit one's my favorite one to do because yeah, so I know. I'm really year. looking forward to that. Especially our this grading, was a lot of fun too. our grading on that is so much fun too. I, mm-hmm. I want to remind people it's like you know, buy this on like MLSsoccer.com. Yeah, buy this at Ross, Ross. You know, and yeah. like don't or buy burn it. Stuff. <laughs> burn it. So we got a great rating system that we're gonna bring for that too. But yeah. Logan, who is your 2024 Mount Rushmore then that you're marketing the league with? Yeah, so I, number one, yeah, Lionel Messi, right? Um, and I think could end up on everybody's Mount Rushmore by the end of it. Uh, sounds like he's just going to keep playing at this point, which is exciting for us. Um, he's number one. I would put Lucho number two. I'm going to put Lucho ahead of Hani Mokhtar, so I would agree with you on those. Number four, though, I'm going to throw a little bit of curveball, um, and I think it, it's warranted, um, but I'm going with, uh, with Chucho. Uh, I, I think that the, the run he had with Columbus was just so good. Um, so, yeah, those are my I was going to say Nagby as well could go on there. Too. Yeah, that could be a good one too. Yeah. Carly's heel is always an interesting and intriguing one, but he's just never healthy enough. Um, but, yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to seeing if we bring anybody else over. Zach Steffen's a great shout. I think that's really good because he, he's – I think he's still probably one of the best or the best keeper um, even though he's had a, a bit of a fall off and had some rough patches with different teams, but he's still a damn good keeper. Um, but yeah, no, that's my, that's my four. I, I thought it would be fun just to kind of go like, who are we looking forward to Four people that we're looking forward to playing? And I, I like that we, we, we seem pretty similar. I think we'd both put Suarez on there just because, um, but we didn't want too much pink. I'm assuming that's where you would have gone or the Busquets Suarez combo. Yeah. I, I really want to see Suarez and just, you know, how he, you know, his hunger for goal is so, is so massive. It's better than his hunger for shoulders. And yeah, I just can't wait stuff. to see him just take a bite <laughs> out of this league. And so he would have been up there, but no, no, I, I, I do think people will tune in for that, but yeah, I, oh, I it's going to be, a. we'll see. We got a lot to talk about with Miami Jordan. We do. <laughs> whole team we do. is nuts. I, Gosh. I'm looking forward to it. You know what? We're you know what sucks. You know what really sucks <laughs> is I'm gonna buy into it. I'm gonna put them probably high in my rankings for the preseason, Dude, and, they're, yeah. and they're not gonna do it. I don't think they're gonna do I it. I think but. everybody is. I think everybody. If you're if you are sitting there, Jordan, and you don't have Miami as your number, one, like it, you might as well not even do prediction. Prediction. They have for to be top one. four, right? Like. <laughs> 
They have to, <laughs> if right? They're, if they're not, it's a disaster. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, man. So I'm, I'm looking forward to what this season will bring. And you know what, Logan? I do want to do more fun episodes like this occasionally throughout the season. Yeah. Uh, we'll figure out what those would be and stuff. But, yeah. um, you know, we're always looking to change the format, get better, have more fun with the show than just, you know, when we first started, it was, it was strictly like sheet watching score sheet watching and stuff. And, yeah. and we've gotten better since then. And I think that really excited to see where we go as we head into 2024 season, which is, you know, a month away, hoping to get to some more games to, um, as a, you know, as a credentialed member as well. So that's, that's a goal for me this year. All right. Uh, well, that about wraps up this episode. It was actually longer than I thought it would be for what we were talking about. Uh, like I said, send us all of your Mount Rushmore thoughts. If you have fun ideas for episodes, send us those too. At Stateside Show on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and threads. Email us statesideshow at gmail.com. And, you know, follow us on Goals TV, goals.tv. Make sure you check that out. It's a lot of fun. Um, I've been putting some of my uh, stadium videos up there. I just did, you know, a stadium video for YouTube as well, which was the soccer stadium tour, stateside soccer stadium tour, which is when I went in 2022. It's kind of in a backlog here. When I went to Red Bulls NYCFC in Harrison, New Jersey, so it's like a nine-minute video of my experiences there that day. It was a lot of fun. I can't wait to uh, hopefully get to more games and different stadiums this year at some point. But yeah, so thank you all for watching and listening along. Make sure to rate and review us on iTunes and Spotify. You can like and subscribe for us here on YouTube and Goals.TV. Have a great rest of your week, and we'll catch you next time. Tomorrow throwing his body in, it's going to fall for Ibrahimovic! Oh, come on! Come on! Thank you for listening to Stoppage Time Soccer Show. We hope that you continue to listen to our show as we recap the U.S. Men's National Team, Americans Abroad, MLS, USL. This is Stateside Soccer Show, presented by Stoppage Time Soccer Show. Have a good one.